Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. For SEN America, this is the SEN MLB Podcast. Hi everybody and welcome to the show. Joining me as always behind the mic, the man who knows all things baseball, JC, Justin Charles, welcome. Morning Fritter. How are you mate? Fantastic, really, uh, really pumped. It's getting to that time of year in Melbourne, that beautiful spring is in the air, that cut grass smell. Yep, yep. Baseball's about to get going here. Yeah, a little sunshine out there uh, the last couple of days, uh, but really getting pumped for this uh, the post season just around the corner. I think we've got about two weeks to go in the regular season. That's right, just around two weeks. Around that 15, 16 game mark. Playoff schedules are, are getting, uh, getting finalised. It's all getting organised. I mean, over the next week, uh, we'll be able to announce a couple next week, I'd imagine, and, and then, of course, more the week after that. But teams will start to clinch now. I know that your favourite team, the Kansas City Royals, are on the cusp <laughs> right now. I think they're five or six away from clinching. Six is the number, uh, magic number That's for right. them right now. Um, so, you know, really coming down to the... The, the nitty-gritty. Impo- the nitty-gritty, the important part of the season and uh, all important standings as we see them right now, as I said, with about two weeks to go. JC. Okay. Uh, things, th- and this has fascinated me right uh, right through the season, has been the, the battle that's been going on with Toronto and the Yankees in the East, uh, in the American League East. Um, I think there's the, the, the definitive... Final series at Toronto, New York this week will, yeah. will be virtually what uh, what will uh, define who wins the uh, who wins the East there. And uh, I think with three and a half games out, really, I mean, the Blue Jays only really need to win one out of their home stand there, which is a yes. good place to be in. Yes, uh, that might tip them over the edge. I think they'll win two out of three. Yep. Uh, at home, and I think uh, currently four will... games ahead of the Yankees. And... That's a nice place. That's a nice buffer for them at the moment. Absolutely, they're, they're, the 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 uh, series that they had last week in New York, where they uh, took three out of four in Yankee Stadium, was uh, defining, and and they really came in and pushed the big boys around. Yeah, but I think, and and we've mentioned this. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, when Mark Teixeira went down, yep. he was arguably their their MVP of their team yep. at the time. Things were really clicking for him. He's had a great year on target for you know forty, maybe even fifty home runs. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's still in the home run leaders now, and he hasn't played for you know over six weeks. So anything could have happened for his season right there. It's a great comeback year for him. Absolutely. Um, but when he went down with that injury, turns out he's got a broken leg. Right. So he fouled a ball off uh, into his uh, into his shin. Yep. And he just wasn't healing, um, the way that uh, you know, like a bone bruise. They thought it was a bone bruise, and he wasn't responding to uh, to treatment. This is Mark Teixeira. Yep. And uh, and when they uh, they finally MRI'd him and X-rayed him and did all the scans again, and it turns out that his leg's broken. Right. So uh, right. So tragedy. Big move. For the... And also with Toronto Tulowitzki. 
uh, has gone down with a shoulder as well. He's having some issues there, and they've sort of announced tentatively two to three weeks. Massive injury. Oh, that's a huge blow. But I will say that that Toronto have shown that they're really spread – evenly across the board. If one guy goes down, somebody else will pick them up. This week, Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, He's had a great year. 100 RBIs. He's third, had a fantastic Third year. player in that team to come up with 100 RBI, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs. Phenomenal season. Also had a 28-game hitting streak or something like that through yeah. the, you know, just coming off that, you know, he, I mean, their bats are hot at the moment. However, one thing I will say is that taking one... One guy out of the team can can significantly affect the uh, the dynamic and and the and the synergy, if you like. Absolutely. And, you know, since Tulowitzki came into, you know, it's Price and Tulowitzki. Since those two have come into the into the Blue Jays, they've just really, you know, the sky's been the limit for oh, them, and yeah. you know, they've ripped off consecutive winning streaks and uh, you know so it'd be interesting to see how they do cover uh, Tulowitzki because yeah. clearly he's fitted in really well there he fits in well in the clubhouse he's a, he's a gamer yep. um, you know, they, they initially was hitting him in the leadoff spot in front of Donaldson then they were sort of hitting him down the order I think he's a luxury to have down the order hitting in the you know oh, seven hole yeah. um, so it just goes to show the depth of their hitting right there but it'd be interesting to see over the next couple of weeks how they how they cover for him until yeah. he gets back luckily it's not Career, uh, career finishing for the year. Oh yeah, um, they and, need and him in the playoffs. Is Tulowitzki yeah. need him for the playoffs? And of course, um, Australia's own Liam Hendricks picked up his fifth win during the week for Toronto. He's had a tremendous year. He's gone five and oh, five wins and no losses in what is turning out to be, I think, his career year. He's been in the big leagues the entire way. He's on a team that is a contender. And he's really performed nicely for the team. And now they're heading towards playoffs, of course. Just mentioned there, four games ahead of the New York Yankees. They're still pecking away and a really big series coming up. And just on a side note with the Yankees, of course, um, talk being around Alex Rodriguez, who really has had a terrific year. Could he be the American League Comeback Player of the Year? Of course he could. Of course he could. But I, I think... Probably ahead of him is Mark Teixeira, even though he was injured. Comeback player of the year? Well, yeah, he's coming off his... Oh, well, okay, from, you know from I mean? playing not at all, yeah. you know, from... But Mark Teixeira was only okay last year. Yeah. You know, he didn't yeah. set the world on fire. Uh, probably, you know, I was probably speaking with uh, some baseball people that maybe he should just concentrate on being a left-handed hitter. Oh, you know, right. Now, he's yep. a switch hitter, Switcher, Mark yeah. Teixeira. And, yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, probably... You know, probably struggled against left-handed pitching, hitting right-handed. So, yeah. you know, just maybe considering hitting now. Not that he ever would, but maybe the way he was tracking that maybe that would have been the best option for him. And then he comes back and has a year like this. No, but the thing that changed for him was he changed his diet, uh, got his rig right, yep. and uh, and things really started to rock and roll for him. So your physicality obviously is <laughs> duh. Duh. He's a, he's a professional. In, but in you sport, would think yeah. you would think he's been a pro for what? 10 years that, yeah. that he would understand his body a little bit better than that. I so. think baseballers can be lazy at times. I mean, Macca's on the way home. You know, it's tough. It's a tough schedule. It's you how know, you get this gorgeous shape. <laughs> Moving on, to the, <laughs> it's different in the big leagues though. Like you know, when you're playing in the minor leagues, you know, I'd be taking a doggy bag. If I was in the big leagues, mate, I'd take a doggy bag every night for the uh, spreads that they do lay on from. Moving to the American League Central, well, just. Look, the American League is really interesting because because of the wild card 
you know, Oakland still haven't been eliminated and they've probably got the worst record in the league. Uh, but because of the wild card, uh, that's still, you know, a, a lot of the teams are still live. Um, so the wild card has really made a, uh, and particularly having two wild card spots, has really made yeah. it interesting. So clubs are, are right in it, right to the death knock. So yeah. it's made it really interesting. Of course, MLB expanded that a couple of years ago just to um, add a little more um, mayo to the to the playoff setup, adding, adding two more teams to the um, wild card race. So, yeah, and it does open it up. And interest. And as we see, you know, we've seen teams that aren't going to win the, you know, aren't in the pennant race. Um, we've seen crowds of, you know, 700 people in a big league stadium. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I guess when, you, when you're still at a chance to, uh, to, to be in playoffs or grab that wild card spot, you know, people, that interest still maintains right up to the, right up to the end. But yep. as you said, moving to the central, uh, Kansas City is streaking away there. Uh, I think they've got that one in the bag. Uh, I think with to Minnesota, they're eleven games behind, but Minnesota are still in the wild card. There, they're yeah, still that, in the mix. That's, that's going to be their chance to get into the playoffs. They're only a game and a half spot. out. They're yeah. only a game and a half out. So Kansas City have been phenomenal this year. Also, they they've really um, stuck to their guns and done terrific in the in that leading that. Uh, Central division there, 11 games ahead of Minnesota. But as you said, Minnesota's still in the hunt for a wild card. And interesting, Kansas City sort of hit the skids a little bit. Uh, they've been all conquering all, all the way through the year and with great pitching. And um, I think Johnny Cueto hasn't had a great time since he's, he, you know, he initially won his first couple of starts, yep. pitched very well. Uh, and uh, the other day he got shelled for five home runs in a game and you yep. know, really struggling at the moment. So that's a bit of a concern for, for them. You know, they're big... Uh, Big uh, import, you know, coming over. They're expecting big things from him. Yeah, uh, they've got a great pitching staff, though, so I'm sure they'll be okay. The interesting one I saw with Kansas City this week was that they were on the road in Cleveland playing against Cleveland Indians, and uh, I think it was Batista um, <laughs> hit a home run, and accidentally the Cleveland Indians guy let off the fireworks. For <laughs> Celebrating the, the opposition home run. For the opposing team. <laughs> and they buried, a, Sacked. they buried a camera on this bloke for the next half an hour. It just, <laughs> one camera just sat on this guy. He pulled out his wide brim hat, similar to what they, uh, the Australian cricket team wears, those big wide brim. <laughs> he put it on and just put his head down. <laughs> and all you saw was the top of this guy's hat for the next half hour. Uh, he was so embarrassed. I don't think he'll do that again. I don't think he'll do it do again. Do you think he was cheering? You know, they, do he you think he was paying attention? He probably wasn't even just paying probably attention. He just saw the ball go, oh, that's my cue. Yeah, yeah. Hit and the fireworks oops, button. <laughs> oops, it's for the team in grey uniform. And as I say, the camera went onto him straight away. Poor bloke. Now, whether he gets wrapped over the knuckles, I don't know. But a uh, very embarrassing moment for Cleveland Indians there. You get that. But uh, look, what I will, uh, what I will say uh, would be, imagine, so... We'll move to the West. We're sort of jumping around a little bit here, but moving to the West, yeah, sure. Texas has overhauled Houston. Well, it's a, the Central's boring anyway, so to the West. <laughs> te- te- Texas taking over Houston is massive change just this week. Absolutely. Well, they, they they've been sneaking up, but uh, at one stage they were 10 or 12 games behind, and yep. they've just systematically mowed them down yep. uh, behind you know some great hitting, uh, some great pitching. Josh and, Hamilton gone in for some knee surgery. They said he'll be back for the playoffs if, uh, if they're going to get there, if Texas get there, but he's gone in for a quick clean out of the knee as Josh Hamilton. Well, I think, the, I think Texas are going to be in the playoffs. I think if, if they don't win the West... I think 
if, if Houston takes over in the West, yeah, I think they'll be in the. I'll think they'll be in the uh, in the running for a, a wild card spot. Yep. However, if Houston don't make it, uh, if if they don't win the West, there's a real danger that Minnesota could jump them. Yeah. The the twins are there for a wild card. There's as I said, but I, but do you hear what I'm saying? If 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 Texas fall back, yeah, I don't think that Minnesota will overtake Texas because of momentum. Yep, um, I I think because of momentum, I think that that Texas will get a wild card spot if they miss out on the uh, on on actually winning, winning the West, winning the division. Yeah. Yep. But however, Houston. I think they could be overhauled if they find themselves in that wild card spot. Yeah, right. They're, they're, they're really potential. Just from a, from a, uh, you can a feel it in your waters. Yeah. Well, also too, you got to see where they've come from. Like they're coming off some really poor years, yeah. Um, and they've gone virtually from last to contention. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's a big jump, and and doubts might be forming in their mind. Yep. You know that coming off, um, you know such poor years, such low years, and particularly last year, they were terrible last year. Yep. Uh, and then from being right in the mix, you know some some uh, psychological self doubt could maybe cost creeps them in. in. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Over a season like this, for sure. Yep. And uh, look, I, I guess in. The American League, it's still live down to, I mean, even if you're only six games out of a wild card spot, you're still in the mix. So that goes right down to Tampa Bay. So Minnesota, the Angels, Cleveland, Baltimore, Seattle, and Tampa Bay are still in the mix for a wild card spot. Yeah. So very, very interesting. Um, Moving on to the National League. Now, what about the East, our Mets? Wow, haven't they been a story? Lordy, are they something? They, they keep trucking along right now, doing beautifully, are the Mets. Um, unit- they've all been clinched. You- they've all been clinched. Washington, the wheels have fallen right off there. I, I know uh, we had uh, Russell Spear in the other week, and he said, oh, the Nationals are still a chance. Why do you think the Nationals aren't a chance? It was just one of those... I don't think they're traveling all that well. They've got all the talent in the world, and we love the Nationals. They've got yep. some really good talent. They've got arguably Brian. the best pitching in the comp. You know, they've got Strasburg, Scherzer, Zimmerman, Gonzalez, MVP Bryce Harper. Yeah, hit his 40th home run. got to 40 this week. You know, yeah, uh, Jason Worth has started to hit home runs now. At age 22, 40 home run season. Phenom- oh, it's massive. Phenomenal effort massive. by Bryce Harper. It's it's phenomenal. And yet... Also with a 340 average. Miss. 340 yep. average on 40 home runs. It's phenomenal. It, it, he's a well-rounded player. And you know what? He's actually really giving some really nice interviews. He's not that buff-headed kid anymore. Yep. That's hard to say when you're only 22, but he's really matured, yep. um, giving really nice interviews as, as well. He's really uh, representing the Nationals on and off the field. Also uh, leads uh, on-base percentage, uh, leads slugging, leads OPS as well. He leads a number of the offensive categories. 340 average, 40 home runs is a really good argument for what you just said. Uh, the MVP, uh, maybe Bryce Harper. And we'll get to this in a moment in a in a different uh, segment. I well, I'm, I'm imagining. Hopefully, we get to it. But yeah. um, I think questions need to be asked about Matt Williams and how he how he's handling the pitching staff. Questions. And, uh, look, I, I think they've actually made a mistake too by getting Jonathan Papelbon over to uh, you know to close out the, the games there when uh, Drew Storen he was doing a good job. Yeah. Now he's the interviews that I've read with him, he feels that this is Storen, that um, he's really disappointed. He sort of lost his way a little bit. Yep. Um, now he's he's got the, the eighth inning, so he's been bumped out of the closers role, and he hasn't been pitching very well at all. They've given some stats on when Papelbon has actually been with the team and 
before Papelbon come yeah, and then yeah, yeah. after Papelbon come and you know the is he slightly are, disruptive or do you just think he hasn't performed well, as well I don't well? know I, I don't I don't know it's just from he's, outside looking in because he's I filling know, he's filling the same role isn't he he's just gone straight from the Phillies right, across to Nationals right, right. he's filling that same right. sort of role but it just look he just seems to be when when he was at uh, Philly, it just seemed like he was a disruptive element. Yep, and and just I don't know, just annoying. Yep, and he didn't have a great time with the fans, and you know he flipped off the fans, and he got tossed out of a game for it, and yeah. had a fight with the umpire over it, and just doing these kind of things. You know, how some guys get into the club clubhouse and they they bring people together. Yeah, and some people come into the clubhouse and they Slightly divide devices, people. Devices, yeah, and and. I look. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know for sure. It's just a feeling I get, and then all of a sudden the Nationals travelling along nicely, and they were leading. Let's not forget they were leading for a long time. Yeah, uh, and then the Mets have come out of nowhere and sort of mowed them down, yep. and then the wheels sort of uh, just started to fall off, and it just seemed to be, it could be coincidence, but when the trade was made, that that's when the now you you can't blame it on one person, yeah. but I I think you know Matt Williams, the manager, has to come under scrutiny here with his management of uh, of his pitches. You know yeah. they've been in, when they're when they're ahead in games. Um, I know the the fan base are, are really questioning how he handles uh, the the relievers. You know when they've got a lead in games yeah. and things like that. So um, all the talent in the world, and uh, they find themselves significant. <laughs> you know things just haven't clicked for them, and they've got the MVP Bryce Harper and and the best starting pitching in the comp. So yeah. And they're uh, eight games behind the New York Mets leading that um, National League East. That's right. Uh, Miami and Atlanta. My golly, they're all eliminated. Golly Lord, Miami's jumped Atlanta. How good are Atlanta going? <laughs> 57 wins on the season. but moving, They're all eliminated. Moving so. to the Central where the all-conquering St. Louis Cardinals, 92 wins. Look, and uh, they'll probably win 100, 103 games, anywhere from 100 to 103 games there. They just keep trucking along. Um, interesting, Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh lost uh, their uh, all-world Korean rookie. Yes. Chung? Chung? Kung? Yeah. Kung? Yeah. Um, he got taken out in a, in a slide. Um, Broken versus, leg in yep, the end. Versus uh, their rivals in... Um, Chicago, and it was it wasn't dirty. No, it wasn't. It, it, it was, was nothing a, malicious in a, it. There was nothing malicious in it. Just he, his leg got jammed in a. He just couldn't get out the way. Yep, um, it was just unfortunate. But he was having a great year. And, oh yeah, uh, hitting home runs made the transition really smoothly. Yep, he's a bit of a cult hero. Oh, you tell this, with the fan base. I was going to say Twitter went into meltdown when this happened yesterday. The just the um, the the response from Asian fans towards he's some somewhat of a hero there with. Pittsburgh Pirates, the Twitter went into meltdown with people sending their regards, their wishes. Hopefully, get back soon because he can play. Oh, he's a lovely kid too. Like the, they had an article uh, on him this week, just how he's adapted to you know being non-English speaking, and, and yeah. all the all the players have really helped him integrate. Um, and really smart thing, uh, the management for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Didn't assign him an interpreter. Yeah, they had him part of the process, and he picked his own interpreter okay. because yep. he's got to spend so much time with this guy. He wanted to like him. He wanted to like him. Or yeah, her. and and 
Well, it was him, <laughs> and uh, so they've given his interpreter. He gets the uniform and all the kit, and he's on right. the he's on the bench cheering, and he's one of the team as well. So right. Kung's interpreter is part of the team as well. Yep. And uh, look, he does his English lessons. You know, he's really enthusiastic about his English lessons, and the main reason is too because when you feel like you're you're part of the team, uh, you know, you want to actually. Uh, it makes you want to do more to to integrate even more, and uh, absolutely, he's just had a wonderful year. It's been a seamless uh, transition from you know the Korean Professional Baseball League into Major League. Yeah, um, it was a bit of a roll of the dice, but uh, I think uh, Tony Harris, the Australian scout with the Pittsburgh Pirates, had a had a hand in that. So, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, we need to get Tony on and talking about Kung. Yep. So, and and if there's any more, uh, if there's any more. <laughs> With the raised eyebrows. <laughs> now let's see if there's any more Korean talent that the, that we can expect to come through the major leagues. Um, oh, I think there's a lot of talents. Just whether they make that transition across to the United States, and that's well, always going to be with the. Um, uh, he's with the he, he Cleveland, with the, Cleveland uh, Indians with, at from moment. Adelaide. Did he play in the Shins, ABL? Shinsu Chu. I think I think he may have played in the. Uh, might Did have been yeah, name rings a bell. I remember calling a game and Shinsu Chu. Also, awesome. Ryu with for the Dodgers, the pit right hand, uh, left hand, is he a righty or lefty? Might be a lefty for for the Dodgers out with a with a injury this year. But another Korean doing good things in the in the uh, big leagues. Absolutely, Dan, the Cubbies there. The Cubbies are still in that wild card spot there. F- in, they're going to play in the they're National gonna, League. They're definitely going to play. I can't see San Francisco. Then uh, in Pittsburgh or uh, San Francisco are just out of a wild card spot. I feel no, for I both see. of them. Mate. I feel for both of them. There's Pittsburgh and, and Chicago. Pittsburgh 87 wins. The Cubbies at 86 wins. It's a if, fantastic year. They're leading four other divisions, and and <laughs> and you know you're going to miss out on on uh, holding the own your own division. St. Louis, of course, leading the way in that one with 92 wins going to be the first ones to 100. They've been first ones to milestones all the way through this year. St. Louis Cardinals are really looking good. Uh, just moving to the West, National League West. And the Dodgers are going to win that one, I think. Uh, I don't think the the uh, the Giants can overhaul the Dodgers right now. The thing with the San Francisco Giants is, uh, is that they have belief and they've got form uh, at Absolutely. this time of year. And, um, if, if, They're a bit uh, like the Hawthorne, just using a football analogy. This time of year... Like they kind of know what they need to do to get there. Unfortunately, right, they're, they're still sitting behind uh, the Dodgers and they've got some making up to do. If the Dodgers keep winning, virtually makes it impossible, of course, but all the Giants can do is worry about their own form seven and a half games back of the Dodgers. And they do have that culture, don't they? They just have that culture. They just know what to do. They yep. they scr- they can scramble. They can scrap. Um, and who knows? It's it's going to be an exciting next two weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, until I don't think you can ever write off the Giants. Yep. Uh, and and the Dodgers are prone to choke. Well, now I've done a little bit of research on <laughs> this. Ups. I've, I've done a little bit of research people. on this. We've got uh, Kershaw, your ace. We've got Zach Grinky. Near enough would be an ace on anybody else's. On anybody else's roster. Arguably the best one-two punch. Oh, there is no doubt. Alex Wood is the current number three who's in stellar form right now. But I went and looked up Kershaw because the last couple of weeks you've sort of thrown the odd backhander. Absolutely phenomenal in regular season. <laughs> but then come playoffs, he, he may have had some issues. Now, it's not always the pitcher's fault, as you know. You get a, you throw. What up. if you give up a home run? If you hang a slider over well, the middle the cat- of the plate? You know, you it's the catcher's fault. 
catcher called the wrong sign. If the manager, if you're the Angels, Mike Socher's making the call, so you can always blame somebody else. But I just I checked out Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw's last 13 starts, just regular season play, I know, it's not playoffs. We'll get to that. That's going to happen yet. But Clayton Kershaw's last 13 starts, he's gone 9-0 and with a point nine. ERA and thrown 124 strikeouts in his last 13 starts. That's phenomenal, his second half of the season. Really has been terrific for the Dodgers, as you mentioned, him and Grenke, best one-two punch in baseball uh, right now. Alex Wood has been... They're both good athletes too. They both can hit a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Botolo Cologne's the best hitting him. No, Baumgartner. Baumgartner's been been terrific as well. Um, But Botolo Cologne, eleven career home runs. Botolo Cologne uh, broke his his uh, season record for RBIs earlier a couple of weeks ago. He's got four. Two. (laughs) He's got four for the year. Right. The current RBI lead is on about 120. I love Bartolo, though. He's one of my favourite players. He plays the game with a smile on his face. Always. You know? Always. And uh, he just plays with that fun and, and zest. And he probably, at 42, 42, or yeah, right. 42 years of age, probably knows that any time now in the sun is, is borrowed time right yeah, now. And, absolutely. And he's just enjoying every single one of it. Yeah. We saw the other day where he flipped the ball to first base behind his back and, and made the out Twilight. as well. It was a twib play. <laughs> that was a twib play, for and, sure. Uh, and uh, Web gym. it was it was a classic, and he. But the thing was, he knew he was going to make the out. Yeah, he had the big smirk on his face before he did it. As he's running, and to trotted the ball. to yeah, just in one motion, picked it up, flipped it, and ran straight to the dugout because he knew he had the out. What he what he also just indicators like that. If he if he was at the start of his career, I'm sure he would get somebody to make him a helmet that fit. <laughs> When you got a giant pumpkin head like that, I think he knows he's partly by. Eh, I'm just going up to bat. We'll see what happens. All the helmet drops off every time. He puts it on in the batter's in the on deck circle, and the helmet drops off. But you know what I think too? I think what makes it spring up a bit is the afro. There's a bit of fro. There's a little fro like going on there. A bit of spring action with the fro. <laughs> yeah, little fro. So he's got a big pumpkin in the first you place. You can push it down those baseball. But you know, you push it down, and it just goes. It just lifts that. Just enough to come off as you start running. So, But uh, he's been terrific in the pitching side of things for the New York Mets um, this wonderful. year. I did mention earlier at the start of the segment, Eunice uh, Cespedes, of course, uh, American League, sorry, National League Player of the Week this week. And the American League Player of the Week He's was happy in New York. Great David Ortiz, who earlier in the week hit his 500th Major League home runs. Big Pappy. Signed a, a, a $11 million minimum contract a couple of weeks ago to, to be with Boston next year. Uh, knocked in his 500th home run, as I said. And, and he's uh, going strong, too. Oh, he's he's doing not looking a, like he's slowing down, either. I will say he's, what a he's, great career. he's been just about the only shining light for Boston this year. Um, oh. 500th home run, and Big Pappy signs, re-signs a contract. They've got some good... They've got some good young players coming Hang on, through. Just there. let me check. Where are they? Seven games out of the wild card, and looking for Boston on the sheet here. They're way down the list. Way down. Now that's them on the bottom, isn't it? Is that? I think it is. Hmm. Fourteen and a half games back out of first place. Their pitching's really struck. They've they've struggled without an ace. Um, Absolutely. Boston's pitching struggled without an ace, and yep. uh, you know their pitching's been a concern all year. I think. Um, uh, you know, questions need to be asked around that. But also, too, John Farrell going down with the heart problem, yeah. you know, has been a, a little bit disruptive for him as well. 
But uh, look, they've got some good young talent, and uh, look, I'll, they're one of those teams that can go, could go last to first. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's that kind of, uh, it's that kind of. I think they got a, they got a fair budget behind them, so they're capable of unlimited, doing, <laughs> capable of doing something like that. I think John Henry still owns a team, Liverpool Soccer Club, and used to be uh, video stores, blockbuster video stores, where he where he made all his kachinga. But uh, we're good there. We've done through. We've done. We've gone right down to the west. We've done the Dodgers. Uh, the standings are complete. We'll just recap on those wildcard spots for us again, JC, before we go to the break. Okay, with the American League currently, uh, we have the Yankees and Houston Astros in the box seat there, but Minnesota breathing down Houston's neck there. Um, and also, too, only two and a half, three games out are the Angels, so see if Mike Trout can uh, lift his boys over the line there. Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, he he, he, tough, he but... is a phenomenal athlete. He really is amazing. He's up with the home run leaders again. Hit two yesterday. Uh, he's really, really been uh, phenomenal for the Angels. Great player is Mike Trout. And uh, in the National League, we have uh, Pittsburgh and Chicago Cubs. Look, they've pro- any other year, as we've said, they're probably leading their uh, division, but um, yep. because of the all-conquering St. Louis Cardinals, they find themselves in a wildcard spot. But what a great story that uh, Chicago Cubs, and we knew this from a long way out, um, Joe Madden and his boys will play in the playoffs. You've yeah, been a big sighting. Big fan. After being of, really ordinary, and then. Uh, and then uh, big you know, fan to, of Joe Madden, of course, came from the Rays across to Chicago Cubs, went across there. Theo Epstein also came across from Boston and moved across to the Chicago Cubs to, in a way, sort of rebuild that franchise uh, really going nicely at the moment in there with the wildcard spot. That's all we've got right now for MLB and standings for this week. Um, So we're going to head to a quick break. Stick with us. You're on SEN's MLB podcast. Celex Recoding Service specialise in electrostatic painting where our fully trained staff and state-of-the-art equipment enables projects of any size to be coated either on-site or in our well-equipped Bayside facility. Celex Recoating Service offers a professional powder coating service and has a wide range of colours available and items can be colour matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Celex Recoating Service offers a professional powder coating service and has a wide range of colours available and items can be colour matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Celex Recoating Service also offers anti-graffiti coating, sandblasting and metal fabrication of refrigerator components and parts. For more information, go to info at selexrecoatingservice.com.au or call 9788-4000. Hi everybody, welcome back to the show. We're now, JC, we're going to take a look at uh, some Australians still in action over in the US, of course. Which means they're playing playoffs. Playoffs are underway. Just Exciting. about most of the the uh, teams and or competitions are just about done. But one of the ones we were uh, following closely yesterday, of course, uh, local boy Sam Gibbons came up, uh, had a start in game two of the Midwest League Championship Series for Cedar Rapids Colonels against the West Michigan Whitecaps. Of course, Michigan Whitecaps is managed by New South Wales. Um, Andy Graham is what, what a, club team is Andy Graham at? Andy Graham, uh, off the top of my head, is uh, the Sydney Blue Sox, and um, Zach Shepard, also another Australian, is part of that team 
also. He, unfortunately, Zach has been on the DL just the latter part of the season, so hasn't seen any playoff action himself. But uh, Sam Shepard through yesterday, of course, Cedar Rapids won game one a couple of days ago now, and then Sam through game two yesterday. And in game two there, he went six innings, uh, ended up coming out in the seventh, but when six complete, just gave up the one earned run. They ended up losing the game to West Michigan four to one. Now off air, you were you're blaming him. You said he was cruising along for six innings, and then uh, what'd you say? You said he, he he just dumped, he tanked on the team. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> what I said. Yes, yes. I, no. I can't say what you said. Quote unquote off air. <laughs> no, no. Clubby's working on that little beep thing that we can. Uh, how we can. Yeah, he's looking, he's looking bad, for buttons. Uh, looking for buttons. Yeah. Let me just say. I mean, what about what about Sam Gibbons' season that he's had? And uh, I, I guess. At the end of the day, and we've we, we've said it before, is that at the end of the day, what allows you to progress through the ranks yep. is can you help us win a championship? Yeah, yes or no? Absolutely. And right now, uh, if you're playing in playoffs, you're doing that. And and he's he, that's a fantastic outing to go six innings with with no runs. He shut him out for six innings. Yeah. Um, given up one hurt run, but then come out with the loss. Hey, there's no disgrace in that. Oh, look, he threw no beautifully. That, that. That's that's the point. He threw beautifully yesterday. He he he'd thrown 55 pitches through six innings. Yeah, that's economical. That's a great number. If you if you can keep an innings, that's challenging. He's challenging the hitters, and uh, if you can get through an innings at around a dozen pitches, you've done really well. Well, Sam was averaging under 10 per innings. He's been throwing the ball extremely well this second half of the. Yeah, his final line in the game yesterday against Andy Graham's Whitecaps. Uh, he went six innings, gave up four runs and in only just the one earned run. Five hits, four strikeouts and one base on balls. As I said, they ended up losing that game four to one. But the final game of that three-game series is tomorrow. Tomorrow uh, should be tomorrow morning our time, 3.30 Saturday afternoon in the US. Um, so... You know, good luck to Sam. He's still plugging away. There are. It's great uh, for the Baycats' future. Absolutely, long Baycats. Oh, he's been, he's been he's had a phenomenal year, has uh, Sam Gibbons, and as I said, against Andy Graham's West Michigan Whitecaps, and also Zach Shepard, who's been on the DL uh, just recently for them. But the series tied one apiece with Game Three tomorrow. Um, other players, other teams. Ryan Dale from the Waverley Baseball Club. Of course, he's with the Idaho Falls Chuckers. Hasn't seen any playoff action to this point, but they went down to the Missoula Osprey, um, who also has another Australian in that lineup there from Penrith, Aaron Suki. Um, but uh, the Missoula Osprey, they ended up winning that particular series two games to one. They went down uh, 17-9 was, was game one. The That's a high-scoring game. Yeah, big big score there. The Idaho Falls Chuckers, uh, Ryan Dale's team, came back in game two and tied the series up 5-3. Uh, to three. That was game two during the week. And then the final game of that uh, Idaho Falls Chuckers versus Masula Osprey, they, the Osprey ended up winning it 8-1. to one. Neither Australian Aaron Suki nor Ryan Dale actually appeared in the series, but they were part of the team. I think Aaron Suki will now get a championship ring because his team ended up winning that series. So terrific work there for Aaron That's Suki awesome. and even Ryan Dale to have a season 
over in the US and um, be in the playoffs. And to be in the playoffs is a, is a really great experience. Yeah, absolutely terrific performance. I'm just uh, he, Ryan Dale. They yeah, the Pioneer League was was that one. There, um, other performances, we did uh, talk Lachlan Madden last week, who also went up against Sam Gibbons' team. They ended up losing in that series. But uh, Lachlan Madden got uh, promotion through the Houston organisation, went up to Quad City, and they played against Sam Gibbons' team last week. Didn't have a great performance. He's back in town now. I saw him last week at, at the Winter Dandenong Baseball Association Championship Series. It ended up going to Cheltenham. Um, but Lockie's back in town after that promotion to Quad City. He ended up going 0-2 with a 9 ERA. But only had a couple of performances there, a couple of attempts. They just wanted to see if he can throw at that higher level. And from all reports, he actually threw quite well. Uh, didn't come up with the results he wanted. But uh, Lockie Madden there with the Houston organisation, really, uh, really doing good things. Another Victorian, uh, Sam Street who is uh, from the Sandringham Baseball Club. He's with the Pirates also. We talked Pirates earlier on. He ended up going 3-1 and one with a 2.1 ERA in 34 games for West Virginia. So Sam Street also had a, had a nice season over in the US. And another just side note to trying to keep the Australian flavour going, Matt Cooper is a name that a lot of people may or may not know. He's originally... Uh, he was a Sydney Blue Sox GM originally uh, back in the early days. He's followed a unique path through minor league baseball. He was he was an intern uh, back then uh, with the Blue Sox back in 2011. Ended up spending some sorry 2011. He spent some time at Myrtle Beach, the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, and then he headed back to Australia. Uh, after gaining some experience there with the Pelicans, and he ended up replacing David Balfour as the GM. Unfortunately, David Balfour, as it was right, widely reported through baseball circles, passed away. Unfortunately, um, father of, uh, of this year. Yep. father of Grant Balfour. We have to try and get Grant on the show one of these days. Absolutely, of course, uh, find be a ripper. Out, find out where he is at right now. Gone straight from the big leagues to. Anonymity, he's just kind of disappeared as we see it right now. But uh, probably uh, Annie Savoy's house is that what he's doing? Just sorting out his life? Well, you know, metaphorically speaking, you know, <laughs> yeah. disappear into the Bermuda Triangle for a while and yeah, yeah, yeah. sort things out. It's a big, you know, like the finish of your professional sporting career. You know, you go from you know stadiums packed, forty, fifty, sixty, eighty thousand people, and yeah. then the cheering stops, and then uh, you know, just trying to work out where to from here and uh you know it can be a, a big dent to your to your personality to it's, your it's psychology a, it's it's massive so. massive shift in your life absolutely because what you're talking about For i mean sure. i i still i struggle with it i, yeah. str- I really struggle i with still it. hear cheering in my head although the doctor said it's ringing but i'm not too sure it's, it's, it's a weird buzz that just continually goes into my head i'm um, but you're right, the, it must be a real shock to athletes, and I'm doing the quotes, the air quotes here, but athletes who, as you say, um, I do remember a famous one was from Joe DiMaggio and uh, when he was married to Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe came to Joe DiMaggio and said, Joe, you can't understand what it's like to have 50,000 people cheering you. And Joe turned around and said, 
Do you know what I see 50,000 every day, 160 to everywhere the Yankees went. Do, do you know who I am? Yeah, do you understand? I'm not Mr. Coffee anymore. You know, I'm Joe. She didn't quite get it. She was sort of obviously just on another level at the time. But um, I think Joe DiMaggio knew exactly what it was like to play in front of 50,000 people. <laughs> you think? Day in, day out. And to be the uh, splendid splinter that he was, was uh, he knew exactly what it was like. But just coming back to your point, you're right. For, for players tough. who week in, week out... Tough. Get get kind of comfortable. I'll call it comfortable with that sort of adulation and and respect from people. All of a sudden, for it to be taken away, must be a bit of a shock to the system. And you got to got to re rebalance where you are in life. Look, I'm telling you, and it takes about a decade. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, even regardless if you're uh, if you've spent any significant time in the game, and I'm saying five to ten years. If you've been a, a pro yeah. for five to ten years, yeah. that um, transition is not easy, and uh, and and you know what? It mainly, mainly what it is is that it's like, what do I do now? Like it's what you might you you can have a degree in your chosen uh, chosen profession. Yeah, uh, you might be you're really keen on getting that started, but then there's this void, this void, this. Um, energetic sort of I, I don't know it's like a vacuum that yeah that that draws your attention to the, the ones that pop hard. the ones it's that hard. pop into my mind right now let's let's use the analogy of Mike Trout and Bryce Harper these guys are 22 years of age right they've gone from superstar teenage athletes adulation all the way straight into the big leagues in front of 50,000 they don't know what it's like to play in front of an empty crowd you know, empty stadiums. They don't know what it's like to be and it's different. A Look, second stringer. And, and you know what? Uh, I'm going to say it's the same for everybody. At least those guys will transition into coach. You know, they'll they'll coach or whatever they want. But you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's yeah, yeah, it, sure. it is a little bit different for those guys. But still. Uh, you're right. It's um, it's such a. I wonder how Derek Jeter's going right now. You know, like it's uh, really interesting to see or, or or to think about. You know, funny you mentioned Derek Jeter because I've got a little note here on Derek Jeter. Right. So right. Derek Thank- Jeter, like he could do what he wants when he wants with whoever he wants right now. Yeah. And yet I'm telling you right now, he would still be feeling that um, that void. That that yeah. thing missing. It's trying like, to find something yeah. to do with his life. Yeah. And actually, he's used to going to the park every it, day. Yeah, so you, you know what it is. It's grief. It's the process of grief. It's processing grief. It's like yeah. a loss. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a massive loss. Yeah. It's like a death in your <laughs> your yeah. own personal uh, life. Yeah. And and uh, and dealing with that that death. Just on my Jeter notes here, right? I've just got his playoff numbers. Just in the playoffs, Derek Jeter, just in playoffs, three hundred two average. In 150, he played 158 playoff games. That's a that's a whole major league season just in playoff games. Scored exactly exactly 200 hits in playoff games and scored 111 runs with a 302 average. Is that some sort of season right there? 200 hits. How many at bats in playoffs? Who cares? I'd be interesting. 158 games, phenomenal. That's that's terrific. Around four or five hundred at bats. Well, well, generally, if you play a full 162 game season, you're you're five to six hundred at bats. Yeah. So if he's 158, I would I would have him around. You know, we'll put him right in the middle. 550 at bats, come up with 200 hits, score 111 runs. 
pretty good playoff numbers. Hold it right there, JC. We're going to go to a break, uh, but stick with us. You're on SEN's MLB podcast. Selix Recoating Service specialise in electrostatic painting, where our fully trained staff and state-of-the-art equipment enable projects of any size to be coated either on-site or in our well-equipped Bayside facility. Selix Recoating Service offers a professional powder coating service and has a wide range of colours available and items can be colour matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Selix Recoating Service also offers anti-graffiti coating, sandblasting and metal fabrication of refrigerator components and parts. For more information, go to info at selixrecoatingservice.com.au or call 9788-4000. And welcome back to the show, Charles. Very interesting topic we're on there. I'm not sure if it'll be uh, any good going to air, but, mate, we're going to go to the World Baseball Classic. Yes, Um, we all know what we're going to be doing in February next year. This week, of course, the uh, World Baseball Classic qualifiers were announced via social media and various other media outlets. Australia will be part of Qualifier 1, which will be in February 11 to 14 in Sydney. I'm not sure if we, I can't quite remember a couple of weeks ago whether we we reported that they'd scouted locations in Australia. And I think I mentioned that Perth was a a likely spot. Well, it's uh, not going to be Perth. It's going to be Sydney, February 11 to 14 and in Australia's qualifying pool the course there is Australia versus New Zealand the Philippines and South Africa now I went and checked out some Philippines baseball a couple of years ago I was in Manila just sort of I don't know what. Looking for a wife? Yeah, just wandering around, you know, just sort of wandering around, look for a, a little nice noodle bar, I found myself in Manila. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, how's Philippine baseball going? Well, these days? I'm trying to think of a nice way of putting it. Terrible. Looked a little rough. Looked a little rough Terrible. as far as, um, but what it wasn't was a national team, it was just a club team that, it was guys playing in thongs and all sorts of stuff, and they were just scrapping around. But as I say, it wasn't their national team. I'm sure their national team will uh, represent beautifully in that tournament. But just to recap on that, um, Australia, the World Baseball Classic qualifiers will be getting underway in uh, in Sydney next year, February 11 to 14. Australia, New Zealand, Philippines, and South Africa. How should we go? Is it just the winner just goes through, isn't it? Yes, the just, just, goes just the winner goes through. So they'll be playing the... We th- should take care of that, shouldn't we? I would think so. What I do know... I, the only um, danger there really would be South Africa, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, New Zealand are starting to Come really, on. really... No, no, I'm trying to be balanced here as much as I can. Come but on, I've no. seen... There is a number of pros signing to play baseball in New Zealand. You, let's, let's hypothetically, John Holtzcombe. New Zealand guys with the Pittsburgh Pirates threw in the big leagues last year, threw very, very well for Pits, uh, for Pittsburgh last year. Let's just pretend they put him on the man against Australia. He could so to one game. It's just there's you know, yeah, the, it's double elimination. Okay. Yeah, they got to they got to you know they got to play around and around. But I'm just sort of pointing out that funny things can happen. Um, I do remember calling South Africa v Australia a number of years ago now at uh, at Moorabbin Oval. Um, former home of the Melbourne Reds back in the day, but South Africa 
not too bad as well. Paul Rutgers represented South Africa in the last World Baseball Classic. Of course, the classic dancing man out there in left field. I think he still dances around for Cheltenham now at the moment. Uh, they just won the, won the winter, w- winter, yeah. winter Championship last weekend. Good player, Paulie. Paulie Rutgers, yeah. But in all fairness, if Australia doesn't get through that, we're, you know. Questions. I, I would I would put him up against uh, who's the manager you want to wrap over the coals? Um, Matt, Matt Williams. Williams. Matt Williams. We'll put him in that bracket. If Australia doesn't get through that, there needs to be some sort of uh, not an investigation, but they need to analyse where where the structure I think the is. players need to look at themselves if they don't get through. Well, all sorts of things. To me, it's a top to bottom thing. You, you can't just sort of go, oh, it's all the players' fault because Australia's in this precarious position. Now, with any sort of international tournament, it really depends on what time of year the tournament is to be played as to who or how many Australian players can be available. And I'll just sort of throw this hypothetical question at you. If we were playing in a tournament and were able to pick Australia's best Mm, team, we can actually pick a really good team. We have... Quality guys running round. Beresford, you know, is AAA. May as well say big league quality. He can hit. Uh, Travis Blackley has been at the big league level. Liam Hendricks right now. If Balfour was still going around, I'm just sort of making up perfect case scenario here. But if, if depending on the time of year, really determines how many of these guys can and will be available for particular tournaments... And then you've got to worry about injuries coming into the fold and um, all sorts of things. But you're right. I 100% agree with you. Australia should get through that part of the tournament. Of course, the World Baseball Classic is due to be played in 2017. Let's play a bit of a game with this. Okay, so qualifier number one is Australia, New Zealand, Philippines and South Africa. We're saying Australia are through in that one. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, qualifier number two, March 17 to 20 in Mexicali. Yep. It's Mexico versus Czech Republic versus Germany and Nicaragua. Yeah. Who's making it through to that one? Mexico. My opinion, Mexico. Australia beat Mexico uh, two World Baseball Classics ago, set a World Baseball Classic record of 22 hits in that game. Absolutely thumped Adrian Gonzalez played in the last one. They've got some good big leaguers. Oh, Mexico have got some some legits, and I'm not sure if they all eat... uh, would you have a meeting, uh, frijitas or something, <laughs> pre-game? The, the, the under-18s were a disgrace. They were a physical disgrace. Yeah, they, right. were, they were overweight. For, yep. uh, for elite sports people, they were far too overweight. So, yep, yep, anyway, yep. moving to qualifier number three, on also on March, the same weekend, March yes. the 17th to 20, uh, in, in, in Panama pa- City. Panama City, yep. yep. So we've got Colombia, France, Panama and Spain. Who's winning that one? Gee, to me, to me, there's a little arm wrestle between Colombia and Panama in that one. Okay, you, you're not rating uh, Spain. Then? No, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> okay, let's say Colombia. <laughs> no, no, let's I'm say, not. No. It was Columbia. a round soccer ball. I'd say yes, yeah, but right it's on. not. Okay, so okay. Qualifier number four on September 22nd to 25th in Brooklyn. Yes. Is Brazil. Great Britain, Israel, and Pakistan. Who's winning that one? I think Israel's coming out there. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Well, see, it That's is a tough a, one. It is a tough one. You know, I mean, not 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 a, none of the teams are. I'll say a world superpower in baseball. Brazil. I'm saying Brazil or Israel are going to win that one. Yeah, I, I'm sort of leaning towards Brazil, but Brazil, Great Britain, Israel, and Pakistan. Pakistan, an interesting one. Um, that that that's a tough pull right there. But if I had to put a, a lazy dollar on it, I'd be putting it on Brazil. 
Okay. So now, how many other how many other qualifiers are there? The other twelve are, are already in from the last World Baseball oh, Classic. Right. Okay. So they, so this qualifier that that is a worldwide massive event that runs over months and months and months is really just to pick up four positions, four spots. Right. Okay. So so, so we're hoping Australia can get one. So of the them. eight currently in a Japan. USA, US. top 12. We, we're not going to go through all 12. Canada's got to be in there. Canada's in there. Yeah, there's a number of, you know, Venezuela will be in there. I'm surprised Mexico wasn't an automatic selection. They're actually like a fairly decent Korea, team. South Korea. Korea will be in there, yeah. Um, Taiwan or... Uh, Chinese Taipei. Chinese Taipei. Yep, yep. Um, so, look, this... Uh, the tournament is actually in 2017... Um, It'll be the fourth time that the World Baseball Classic Cuba. has has Cuba's been. Cuba's got to be in there. Set up, yeah. We've got Dominican Republic, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, Japan, Netherlands has been the real since the World Baseball Classic. There's a country that has really uh, taken advantage of this. Cuba, United States, Italy is a Italy. bit of a, a bit of a certainty. Mike Piazza used to play with him, and his great grandmother cooked a pizza once. Um, Chinese Taipei's in there. South Korea, Venezuela. Uh, they've got Mexico here. Did you say Panama? Yes, Panama's in there. Um, no, 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 Panama. I didn't say Panama. No, Panama's part of this uh, this draw here. Uh, uh, Qualify what, what was the three. other, was the other three. Latin American country you mentioned? I've there. got South Korea, Venezuela. Venezuela. Mexico. Where, uh, this is from last time round, but yeah, Canada's in there as well. So we should have the 12, 12 teams that are automatically selected in there and the last four positions will be um, won or lost out of these qualifiers, of course, just one more time. Australia playing against New Zealand, Philippines and South Africa in that qualifier, February 11 to 14 in Sydney next year. Nice. Yeah. Um, also, uh, just going to recap something that we did touch on last week, maybe the week before. The All-Star Game is once again in Melbourne. We'll be here at uh, Melbourne Ballpark in Laverton. Go to the ABL dot com dot au and you can get all your uh, tickets and relative information that you need right there to to get you to the All Star game. Um, just looking. So you were you were at the, I actually didn't catch that game. I saw a little bit of it on uh, on YouTube. Yes, broadcast on YouTube. You saw a little bit of it. Uh, what were the highlights for you from the last game? From the last uh, Prospects Cup. From that one. <laughs> So I'm, 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 I, you know, I was going to raise this. You're I'm not, not such a bitch. I'm, 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 I'm I don't know. If it, see, the term sort of just, it just doesn't sit comfortable with me. So are you saying, are you saying they didn't? It wasn't based on merit. They didn't select the team on merit uh, from the current season. Is that what you're saying? I, I, I'm, I'm just. All That's exactly I'm what saying, you're saying, isn't it? All I'm you're saying. You're saying it wasn't. They picked. I didn't say that. that, that you, you're saying it by. You're inferring yep. by calling it the Prospects Cup. Yeah. I'm feeling that I you just, didn't feel that the team was based on a merit, based on their merit on yeah. how they played for this particular season up to that point. You tell me You tell me an all-star from last year's game. <laughs> Where are those crickets? Um, no, no. My no, no but you, I, I really, you're probably. You know what? You could probably tell me better. So tell me. So that, that's all you're saying. That's nothing. It's I'm it's not, not. It's not criticizing. But hey, you know what? 
if we've got uh, you know uh, major league baseball prospects, yeah, I mean that's interesting. You know, Look, watch, I, I, there, there but let's some, call it that. There is some quality. There is some quality guys come out here. I'm just. What did you like about the game? Because it's a real showpiece. No, right, right. So, so it, what you liked about the game was it was a showpiece. It's a showpiece. It's a it's a, it's a chance for um, the local Australian public to see their their local Australian representatives, their national team. We don't get much of a chance for the national team to be seen here on Australian soil, and that's why we've, we've given the World Baseball Classic qualifier such a pump. Was it because a good it's going to be Australia? Uh, last year's actually was just an average game. It wasn't a real competitive game and that's a, sort of another issue I know well, it's a real through it. what, what was, I know what, it's a real what, what concern did it lack? I know what it's it a lack? real concern in the US um, that they have the all-star game because it was losing its impact it wasn't becoming a competitive game so Major League Baseball decided to put that incentive on there if, if you win you get to host the World Series it was losing its gusto was was the all the actual game, not the home run derby, not the fan fest, none of all of that sort of stuff, but the actual game itself was losing gusto because a lot of play, you know, you've seen managers who who tried desperately just to get everybody in the game, regardless right. of performance. Right, they right, just right, want right, everybody right. in the game. Right, right. Well, well, so, okay, for, okay. Here's so just the here's term, a player's here's a player's point of view. Player's yeah, point of sure. view. Okay. Yeah. It. It is an honour. Now, let's not. We're not talking about the big leagues because they're uh, um, seasoned professionals. Many of them have been in the sure. game a long time. Sure. Um, but those young players, the yeah. young, the new all stars, yeah, they get a real new kick prospects. out of that. They get a real kick out of that. They love to be there. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, you know? let's. There's a couple of now, givens. There's a couple of givens in this. If you pick a player and say he's in the all star game, oh, absolutely, I'm I'm the greatest. Absolutely. Every player wants to be a part of it. That's a given. I'm just... The, the the naming of it just sits a little uncomfortable. It messes with my waters. Well... <laughs> okay. So, that's why I think this year, regardless, regardless, it... They need to pick an, a genuine all-star team because absolutely the best the best players to date in the competition, whoever's red hot, yep. um, based on what they did Previous to, to to coming in, it needs to be an all star game because it is a real honour. Sure, uh, and and you want to see the best players playing. Absolutely, but the uh, the prospects cup, as I said, will be played at <laughs> Melbourne Ballpark in uh, well, it Leverton. might not. December, they might, it might be a genuine All-Star December game, 16, <laughs> December 16. You can you can come watch the All-Star game or the Prospects Cup. They're both on the same day. But uh, entertainment on the day will be Sasquatch. <laughs> Sasquatch is playing. Uh, the Delta Riggs is going to be there prior to the actual game. And Tim Rogers who's, head, headlining. Who's the, Sasquatch? Sasquatch is a band. You haven't heard of Sasquatch? Have you? Oh, oh Absolutely. What's Absolutely. your favourite song? Delta Riggs. What's your oh, favourite song? I haven't song? got it off the top of my head, but I listen to... You try Triple J, mate. Sasquatch there all the time. Yeah. Sasquatch, Delta Riggs, and what's, Tim what Rogers. What style are they? What style music? A little funky. Are they? A little R&B funky number. Really? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm into that. Yeah. You don't even know what I'm talking about. But anyway, the, like the All-Star Game, Melbourne Ballpark, December 16. Get your tickets at the abl.com. And also, competition underway currently if you want tickets to go to the World Series. 
this year's World Series, which will be on in, we did say, two weeks to go in the regular season. So about a month's time, maybe six weeks' time, the World Series. You can get a competition running at the moment on um, theabl.com.au. Go there and just follow the links so you can get either tickets to the All-Star Game or go in a competition for this year's World Series. Go to theabl.com.au. Just go to the website, follow the links, tells you everything you need to know. So to, it's to, just a drawer, is it? Yeah, it's just you got to enter and get pulled out of a hat and that sort of stuff. So there's so, no skill involved? You just there is money. no skill here at all, mate. The abl.com.au will get you into these competitions and maybe get you a free trip to the World Series where the New York Mets may have a win this year. If I wasn't coaching, yes, I would have a crack at that. Really? Yeah. You have a crack at a lot of things. But that's the end of the show we got here today. Thanks very much for uh, tuning in. Hopefully <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed. Uh, good on you, JC. Appreciate you being here today. On behalf of Xavier Player, that is Justin Charles. I'm Craig Koenig. Thanks for joining us on SEN's MLB Podcast. Thanks for listening to the SEN MLB Podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.